Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review for Catholic Baltimore. With us today by telephone is Chris Stefanik. Chris Stefanik is a consultant to the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops on Laity, Marriage, Family Life, and Youth. He's also an internationally acclaimed author and speaker who has devoted his life to inspiring people to live a bold, contagious faith. Chris's live has reached more than 85,000 people per year. His videos and radio spots reach more than a million people per month. His educational initiatives include what is being welcomed as the best confirmation program in the English language. That's called Chosen. He's also written several books. Chris is also the founder of Real Life Catholic, a Denver-based nonprofit, which operates as the headquarters for all of Chris's various initiatives. Above all, Chris says he's proud to be the husband to his wife, Natalie, and father to their six children. Chris Stefanik will highlight Reboot, a live event March 7th, 7 9.30 p.m. at Archbishop Spalding High School, 8080 Newcut Road in Severn. The event is hosted by Our Lady of the Fields, St. John the Evangelist, St. Andrew by the Bay, and St. Philip Neary Parishes. We'll give you more information about how to get tickets at the end of the show. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. First of all, can you tell us what a Reboot event is all about? Is it a prayer rally? Is it a catechetical session, a revival? What is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think a revival is a great, a great word. You know, it's a, it, Reboot is another word for revival, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great way to reset, to start over by just coming back to the basics. You know, I, I think of within the context of, of marriage, um, you never get away from the basics. You don't move past them to something more important. You do dive deeper into the basics as the years go on, you know, but you always have to come back to why are we in this whole thing in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. We have this relationship um, that, that we, we love each other. We, you know, before, before the kids came along and complicated life, we liked each other too, right? Right, <laughs> right. Um, so it, it's good to, I mean, you have to go on your date nights, which is, by the way, cheaper than counseling. Go on date <laughs> yeah. nights. All right, so... So it's, it's, it's crucial to come back to basics, and that's, that's true of our faith as well. Uh, you never go past that. It's, let's go back to basics. And, uh, I, you know, that's why it's something that's relevant for people who are really into their faith and have been for years. And it's, this, this event also really changes the lives of people who uh, have very little exposure to faith. So it's not Often just for... will tell us 70% of the crowd is, is, is brand new. Right. So it's not just for committed Catholics, but seekers and other people, people who are new Catholics, people who are just considering things, they can all attend, right? Oh, please let them attend. Yes. I mean, this, if you're a devout Catholic, you're going to get a lot out of this. But I like to tell people who are regular mass goers, this isn't for you. Uh, I just went to a parish in Nebraska, rural Nebraska. 1,700 people came to reboot. And the priest was up in the pulpit every week saying, you know, if I see you here every week, you're not invited unless you bring someone. <laughs> That's an interesting way to do it. So what will people Is experience? Yeah, and what will people experience at Reboot? So this event, again, it's very, it's real simple. People come in, 
you're welcomed by smiling people who, who show you, you know, you're home here in the church. I, I think in the Catholic world, we tend to overcomplicate things. You know, how do you make people feel welcome at church? Uh, how about we say the word welcome when they come into church? You know, you don't need a committee to figure this out, right? So no, <laughs> um, you'll find a vibrant community welcoming you in the door and making you feel at home. All right, well, there's two talks. Uh, the first one is, is a basic invitation to a relationship with God uh, in, a, in a real engaging way. Uh, there's a lot of laughter, a lot of tears. There's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful hour. Um, there's a break. And the second talk is about how to live out that relationship in your daily life every day. And in ways that you, a lot of people don't see, uh, you know, a lot of, it's not just a list. <laughs> a lot right. of people are surprised by how we, how we pitch how to live out faith in daily life and how it makes daily life better. Because um, if it doesn't make daily life better, why are we doing this, right? Exactly. So when you, yeah, when that's, you, that's, a, that's in a nutshell. That's great. And, and so really what you're trying to do is to get people to realize that, you know, that the kitchen table gospel is where we kind of meet Jesus and bring him into our, our homes and then we'll figure out how to take it out and, and bring that face of Jesus to other people. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the, what you're trying to do here. That's it. And, and for me, the biggest motive is to, to marshal up people on the grassroots level to invite people back to church. You know, the unseen part of reboot uh, is, is the six months before the event where my staff is personally working with parish outreach teams to encourage them to invite their entire neighborhood back to God. You know, the event that I just described and what people see when they come in the door, that's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, it's all the stuff that happens beforehand. Um, I mean, for me as a speaker, I used to go around and, and just, you know, I'd, I'd respond to every request. I'd never know what I was walking into. Sure, I'll come give a talk at your parish. This leverages my ability to reach people with the basic gospel and makes it way more powerful. It makes it a win for, for, the, uh, for the whole parish, uh, all different ages, and for everybody who wants to invite a friend or family member back to God but doesn't know quite when to do that. Well, this is when. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. We uh, yeah, obviously, as a reporter, I go around to a lot of different parishes in our diocese, and I don't necessarily find myself being welcomed every place. There are there are some parishes where I walked in and six or eight people, you know, greet me. They realize I I, I don't look familiar, and they greet me and say, "Oh, welcome. We're glad to have you here." But that doesn't happen in every Catholic church. Why is it so important for Catholics to just? extend that welcome and invite their neighbors to, to join them on this journey. How else will they come, right? We, we presume people get things that they don't get. My dad's not real talkative. My mom is. My mom will say, do you love me? My dad will say, well, you know I do. I go to work every day, and I pay the bills, and I don't cheat on you. And <laughs> she says, no, 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 I want to hear you say it. You know? <laughs> so we, we have this presumption almost that, you know, well, of course people know that they're welcome in church. And, of course, people know that this is all about our relationship with God. We don't have to say it. Oh, yes, we do. You know, my, my cousin came to a reboot and afterwards told me I had never before thought of my Catholicism as having to do with my relationship with God, which blew me away because he went to Catholic school for 12 years, Catholic college, and got all the sacraments. But when we don't say the basics again and again, we shouldn't presume that people get them. Right, right. So that's what this is about. Yeah. the basics. 
how many of these reboot sessions do you do each year? I'm uh, doing 30 to 40 every year. Wow. Usually Wednesday night, sometimes Wednesday, Thursday, because there's the summer months where not much is happening. Uh, and that's, that's the main part of what I do with our, with our ministry. And we have a TV show. We have a lot of really cool stuff we're doing. Uh, but this is, this is, for me, this is everything. This and is what the kind of response so, do you get from people at these events? I mean, do you have people come up to you and say, this lit me on fire? Oh, every time. Thank God. Uh, but that's what happens when you come back to basics. And that's what happens when people invite. You know, I, I, I get every response from the, from the pastor saying, hey, you know, again, I, I, 70% of the faces out there I don't usually see. I'm blown away. How'd you do it? Well, say, you know what? Your people did it. Mm-hmm. And you did it by just saying, come, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I go to big gospel conferences that don't get the number of people we get at Reboot. And they're drawn from a 500-mile radius, and we're drawn from a 10-mile radius around a parish. And, and why is that? It's not because Chris Stefanik's a great speaker. Because we're really intentional about going back to basics. Um, you know, it's not the multimedia stuff that, that's getting people in the door, though it's all good. It's a part of it. It literally is personal invitation. Uh, and then we're seeing lives change of those people who come. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have, uh, you know, I, I, shoot, I, I mean, literally, I could, I, my head's full of stories of, <laughs> of people who have come back to the church, come back to God because of Reboot. And this is how we create invited. Pope Francis calls missionary disciples, right? That's it. That's it. We've got to invite them in and, and, and then empower them to invite other people back in. And, and I don't think of this as a, it's, it's, it's really, it's been so rewarding for me to do this. Um, it, I, it's, you know, it's almost embarrassing to me now when I go to a parish and, and they didn't really follow our plan, but maybe filled it with just people who, who were fans of mine because of the TV show or, or because they told all the religious ed kids to come with their parents and they have to come. <laughs> well, then it becomes about, hey, here's Chris giving a talk. Uh, for me, that's not what it's about at all. Mm-hmm. And that's, it almost embarrasses me when I go in it. That's what it turns out to be. For me, this is about those parish teams doing their jobs. That's why I go out to these parishes. Because I want to see the average Catholic come to life in inviting their, their neighbor, their friend, their family member back to God. And to see how rewarding that is. When, when they do that, and they see that person's life change. That's the average the Catholic's got to wake up and get, get, get proud of it again. <laughs> That's the way to do it. After the break, we're going to talk some more with Chris Stefanik about Catholic evangelism and defending the faith. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. The Archdiocese of Baltimore was nine years ahead of schedule in 2002 when the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops mandated in the Charter for the Protection of Children and Young People that every diocese or archdiocese in the country have an independent board to review allegations of sexual misconduct by priests, employees, and volunteers. The Charter, a comprehensive set of procedures to address allegations of sexual abuse of minors by Catholic clergy, also includes guidelines for reconciliation, healing, accountability, and prevention of future acts of abuse. But back in 1993, the Archdiocese of Baltimore publicized written child protection policies and established an independent review board. 
The Charter's guidelines include really promoting healing and reconciliation with victims and survivors of sexual abuse and guaranteeing an effective response to the abuse. Accountability, of course, is a very important part of that, said Jerry Burkhart, Director of the Office of Child and Youth Protection for the Archdiocese. That includes an annual audit by an outside agency that ensures the Archdiocese is following the Charter in training personnel and volunteers, reporting cases of suspected abuse to civil authorities, and reaching out to survivors. It also includes an independent review board made up of mostly lay people from the legal community and law enforcement, healthcare, academia, and social work. To learn more, visit catholicreview.org. In his last will and testament, a cardinal exiled to Rome who survived a Nazi prison camp and 17 years of communist persecution requested to be allowed back home to Czechoslovakia for burial. Now, nearly 50 years later, the former Archbishop of Prague is finally going home. Pope Francis recently approved a request by the cardinal's relatives and the current Archbishop of Prague to remove and permanently transfer Cardinal Barron's casket from the grottoes under St. Peter's Basilica. Find these stories and many more at catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Emily Rosenthal. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, the Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have the Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice a week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. The season of sacraments is nearly here. First Holy Communion, Confirmation, and Weddings. Visit the Baltimore Basilica, America's first cathedral, and stop by the gift shop for all of your gift needs. From beautiful frames to crucifixes and crosses, statues and one-of-a-kind rosaries, the Basilica Gift Shop has it all. Friendly, knowledgeable staff members can help you select the perfect gift. Also available, Baltimore's very own Mouth Party Caramels, locally designed hand-painted signs and jewelry, plus gifts for Easter as well as an extensive line of St. Patrick's Day items sure to bring out the Irish in everyone. Visit the Basilica Gift Shop at 409 Cathedral Street in Baltimore or call 410-727-3565 for hours and directions. Free street parking available directly in front of the Basilica between 9.30 and 4 p.m. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back, and we're talking with Chris Stefanik, founder of Real Life Catholic and internationally acclaimed speaker, author, and TV host. What is Real Life Catholic, Chris? Your website includes videos about a million Catholic topics. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but topics from the Mass and mercy and suffering to lives of the saints, such as St. Maximilian Kolbe, St. Faustina. I gather that Real Life Catholic is more than just a website. Do you hope people make living yeah. their Catholic faith a part of everyday life? Is that what it's about? That's exactly what it's about. You know, it's about helping people 
to, to discover the relevance of Catholicism and how it makes everyday life better, and to become proud of it again. When you see that, wow, this is what gives life meaning, purpose. This is what gives me joy. Then it becomes something that the average Catholic starts to share again, because how can you keep that to yourself? And uh, so our, our mission is to raise up a, a generation of, of, of bold, contagious Catholics, you know, who, who share their faith because they're living it in their daily life, who share it out of a natural place of joy. That's, that's, our, that's our whole vision for what we'll help accomplish. And for me, it's kind of rooted in my own conversion experience. Um, when I was, oh gosh, eighth grade, <laughs> I was going the wrong direction really fast in life. I was drinking after school regularly. My parents were good parents. They, they raised me well, but I was just a stinker, you know. And they dragged me to a retreat that I didn't want to go on. So I love coerced religious experiences for kids. <laughs> and, and what changed my life, you know, there were great speakers, sure. There were great, uh, great music, great staging, sound, lights. It was the people in the room. You know, the first Christians called themselves the living ones. And when I was in that room, man, I realized I was dead and they were alive and I wanted what they had. And there's one guy in particular that I remember the smile on his face. <laughs> he would consider himself just, you know, just an average Catholic. He wasn't a professional evangelist, right? He would have no idea. He'd never guess that he's the reason I'm talking to you right now. He's a big part of that reason. You know, so the, the average Catholic just embracing this life and becoming a living one, man, the world changes. You know, so everything we do from our, our videos, which is to, to help the average Catholic have something easy to share their faith with by clicking share, to our events, which are all about empowering people and invite folks back to God, to our TV show, which go, we go out in the world and we, we, we highlight real-life Catholics in their everyday life, showing how them living that out makes their life better. Uh, all this is about putting the living ones in front of the world. The world changes. How do we get parents yeah. to get their children to appreciate this kind of stuff? They got to They got to. They got to keep putting it in front of their kids, uh, even if their kids don't want it. You know, I think of my own experience that I share with you. I didn't right. want to go on that retreat. My parents made me go, and it changed my life. You know, I think parents need to become confident again that we have the best news ever. There's nothing more worthy to share with your kid than the stuff of faith. You know, and parents will make their kids go to school because they think it's important. Uh, there's nothing more important than having a kid know what the purpose of life is overall. Right. Parents make their kids mm -hmm. go to family events and, oh, we have to go to this family reunion because you need to see Grandma, you need to see Aunt Elsie, you know, but why are they not doing the same thing with with their faith. Yeah, you got to go see God. <laughs> it's our family event, right? right? So events like Reboot, Steubenville Youth Conferences, you know, I've, I, my TV show, I've had parents tell me their kids, actually, I've had kids tell me. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was in Philadelphia, and a kid told me, you know, I was planning on leaving the faith as soon as I left home. My mom made me sit down and watch your TV show. And I saw these people living their faith in such a beautiful way. It's like, I'm going to be Catholic for life. You know, what if a parent didn't say, look, we're going to spend time making this a priority as a family, exposing you to this good stuff. A kid's life wouldn't have changed. Right. So, Do you have a specific message for teens and young people? I mean, it, having coming out yeah. of your own kind of out of your own testimony and your, your way of, of being converted, 
what do you tell young people? Well, it's the same thing I tell the adults. You're, you're just not going to find peace, purpose, meaning, joy outside of your faith. You're not going to find it, uh, period. Um, you're not going to find it outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, I came so I might have life and have it to the full. And he also said, I came so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Um, this is where, this is where it's at, you know, and this is, uh, that, that message is universally relevant for all ages. That's why a long time ago, I, I shifted gears from just talking to teens to talking to all ages. Cause I realized when, when parents are in the audience, they're laughing and crying at the same points, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you come back to basics, when you come back to basics, you could have a sixth grade kid sitting next to grandpa and they're both getting it. They're both getting it. Well, and that really makes a lot of sense, too, because from the perspective of, you know, you can work with kids, but if, but a lot of times, and psychologists will tell you this, really, if a family's messed up, it's not because the kids are messed up, it's because the parents are messed up. You know, so if you can reach the parents first yeah. and they can bring their kids along, that helps everybody a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's way more powerful that way. If you hit kids in isolation from their mom and dad, um, the, the, the chance of that conversion or the change sticking, I think it's very slim. If their parents are sitting next to them, they'll reinforce it. And the same is true conversely. You know, um, if a parent's heart is moved, the family unit changes. And when a kid is there part of that and sees the parent getting moved, it That's changes the whole family and it sticks. That's the way to do it. Uh, how can your reboot event that's coming up at Archbishop Spalding High School on March 7th, how can that help people understand their faith and live it? Yeah. So, we're, we were, you know, it's all about the basics. In a marriage, if you forget the love story, you're left with rules, rituals, regulations, um, things that are just burdensome. When you remove the love story from a marriage, you're left with a bad idea. That's true with the faith. Pope Francis said, we're in the midst of a love story, and if we don't understand that, we've understood nothing of what the church is. I think we have a generation of people that's come to see the church as no more than rules, rituals, regulations, and dogmas that have nothing to do with their life. Put back the love story. Then all the rules, rituals, regulations, and dogmas are stunningly beautiful. So <laughs> this event focuses on, that, on the heart of it all. Why the heck are we doing this? What's this Catholic thing all about? Where did it all come from? It came from the fact that God loves us, gave himself to us and for us, and called us to give ourselves back to him. When we engage that reality, man, the, the faith is stunningly beautiful. So uh, that's what Reboot's about. Um, it's a good reminder for people who are not into their faith. Uh, it's a good reminder for people who are engaged in their faith already. You come back to basics, and it's a, it's a perfect opportunity. If you're real engaged in your faith, I'm going to tell you right now, here's my challenge. You're not invited unless you bring a friend who's not that engaged in the faith. Ha-ha. There, there you go. go. I laid down the challenge. All right. Bring somebody. Bring somebody to Jesus. Well, we appreciate that. We've been talking today with Chris Stefanik about Catholic evangelism and other topics. Chris will highlight Reboot, a live event, March 7th from 7 to 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m., at Archbishop Spalding High School, 8080 Newcut Road in Severn. The event is hosted by Our Lady of the Fields, St. John the Evangelist, St. Andrew by the Bay, and St. Philip Neary Parishes. Tickets are $22. For tickets or more information, call 410-451-6778 or reallifecatholic.com slash reboot. 
That's 410-451-6778 or on the web at reallifecatholic.com forward slash reboot. And of reallifecatholic.com has a lot of other resources from Chris and his team. Thank you so much for being with us today. Brother, thanks so much, man. It's been a blessing talking to you. Thank you. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.